0: Hello. Welcome to TAC Talk. My name is Kylie, and I'm joined today by a very special guest. We'll kind of chit-chat, let people trickle in. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello. Hello.
1: I am Ella J. I don't think this is my first go-around on Fightful or Fightful Overworked, but it is my debut on Tag Talk. Kylie, we've been talking about this for a while. I'm so excited to be here. I mean, you probably, I work for multiple sites, but, you know, podcasting, talking about wrestling is my favorite thing in the world, so I'm glad to be here today.
0: I'm so glad to have you. We've been talking just for months. (laughs) I know. One day we have to do something (laughs) together. One day we'll make it work. Um, but I'm super glad we did get to make it work and I'm super glad to be here with you because we have a lot to go through today. It's kind of going to be a little bit of a full episode, but that's fine because it just means we get to be on screen together longer. (laughs) It does. So the plan for today, we're going to talk about the guns, gun club, still not sure what their name is because for whatever reason, now they're AW world tag team champions. Yes. I don't know how that happened but that's we're just going to have to deal with it now I guess. And we're also going to preview WWE Elimination Chamber which is looking to be kind of a really great show, which I we're not used to between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. No. It's actually a
1: good kind of, uh, (laughs) it's a worthy lead up to WrestleMania. You know, the, I feel like the pay-per-view as a whole is like worthy. It just feels like obviously the elimination chamber match itself is not really the selling point of this pay-per-view, but the pay-per-view as a whole is very like stacked, if
0: that makes sense. No, I a hundred percent get what you mean. It feels like there was thought and attention paid into every match, which I love, because I am so tired of Royal Rumble and then nothing until Wrestlemania. Fair. I
1: think so, it used to be Fastlane. In- it used to be like yeah. Fastlane and then Chamber. We used to have another whole pay-per-view yeah. in between Rumble. We used to have two pay-per-views in between Rumble. The Dark
0: Ages. <laughs>
1: yes, I believe for a while it was Rumble, Fastlane, Chamber, or it used to be Rumble, Chamber, then Fastlane, then Mania, but obviously... There is after this it's you got six weeks then to build to mania instead of maybe say three weeks with another pay-per-view in march so that's a good thing i think
0: i i 100 agree especially because it always felt like fast lane or whatever they would put in yeah. the middle there would just be thrown together and boring and yeah, nothing made sense yeah. It was filler. And it's filler you don't need in wrestling. Oh. And I'm glad that everyone is on the same page. If you're a Fast Lane fan, I'm very sorry. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> I, they moved Fast Lane then to kind of December. It was a December, I believe, for a while. Normally like right because it took the place mm-hmm. of TLC for a little bit too, I think. It used to be kind of sometimes in December too from what I re- from what I remember, but I miss TLC too, but that's a whole other discussion.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, TLC was always fun, but I do you- it is another discussion (laughs) we'll save that for another time but i'm so glad to have you mainly because (laughs) i needed someone who is like a bright ray of sunshine for what we're about to talk about and that is the guns
1: (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't say i'm a ray of sunshine but i have talked a bit about their shocking victory you know last wednesday on dynamite (laughs)
0: So, you know what? I'll give you the floor. Go ahead. Give us your thoughts and opinions on this because I I have a lot. (laughs) It's just, it
1: feels to me that it's, again, unnecessary. They're obviously transitional champions, but they're transitional champions for the team that they lost them from. So I'm... They're not going to hold these titles longer than a month the They claimed they're probably going to win them right back at revolution. So for me, I mean, it adds a little bit of a plot twist to the kind of Billy Gunn, What side is he going to choose kind of thing? It kind of raises the stakes in that, but quite frankly, I mean, the gun club, the guns, the ass boys, whatever you want to call him are literally just transitional champions for the champs. He took the titles off of, that to me it's kind of like this back and forth that we had i mean sometimes i mean people say let it play out but it I, for me i i just don't have as much faith as i as i wanted to for this run this is not going to be a long run but it there's a little bit more at stake there billy gunn makes a little bit more interesting so i think that they can have something to lead into revolution but i don't know
0: uh, before i go into my little rant i guess <laughs> okay. uh, just a reminder guys if you want your question your comment your statement read on air make sure to submit a super chat um i think we're still doing the joke that i mean it's not a joke it's it's totally not a joke but all super chats will go to fight overbook buying wwe so make sure yes. you get your you, you, oh, make, sure you make
2: sure that you that's a fun i can get
0: behind support. uh where it's it's we're getting there Slowly but surely, we're going to outbid Comcast. I know. We're going to do it. Or maybe Tony Khan himself. Can you imagine Tony (laughs) Khan buying WWE? No, I
1: I would not. He would not be able to handle all of that, plus the football stuff. No. Just no.
0: I don't even want to entertain the thought. No, I don't either. (laughs) Tony Khan, and it's like, I don't want to go off too much on a tangent, but it's like how um, people say Vince McMahon never sleeps. Tony Khan never sleeps. No. He, he will works. literally
1: be wrapping up Rampage, like a live Rampage, and then be on a flight out to the Jacksonville Jaguars the next day, like he did a few weeks ago.
0: Wild. I can't.
1: No. Even... <laughs> I saw one of the comments. No, I don't want podcasts. Yes, please. No. no. So okay, okay, but for real, that might be contact. a liable option. Honestly, I could see him possibly doing that just to be Tony Khan. Annoying.
0: Yeah, I mean, just to be his you little said self. It, not me. <laughs> but speaking of annoying, uh the I tweeted a lot about this because well one, I was shocked that it happened. Yeah. And two, I think it was completely dumb. So <laughs> so like you said, revolution is in a few weeks. It's March 5th, I believe. Yeah. So <laughs> Three weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up. February's the short month. So it's not like we even have a full, you know, a full month. And The Acclaimed, it's not like their popularity was declining. They were still, people loved The Acclaimed. Yeah. And I would have loved to see them lose the titles for the first time, presuming they win them back, fingers crossed. Uh, I would have loved to see that done in a meaningful way, in a meaningful story with, you know, someone like FTR or... Yeah. Dark order, or like a, a really like established team. So the, the guns winning here upset me because one, it does make the tag division look stupid if we're being honest. And two, if you really, really had to do a transitional champion here, like if there's, I don't know why they thought they had to, but if they did, like there's so many other teams that would fit in that spot perfectly well. You, like you didn't have to be the guns who were nowhere near ready to be world champions. No, and I w-
1: <laughs> I was saying
0: this last week.
1: Like I hate to like kind of make this comparison, but the guns were pretty much in the mix of kind of on the same wavelength as like the varsity blondes, where they would literally just be thrown in there to like lose and like squash matches, you know. And so I mean I get it. The history, the length, it's personal, you know. Billy Gunn is their father. Billy Gunn kind of turned his. Granted, they they took some shots at Billy Gunn too, but. It's kind of this struggle, this real life thing going on with Billy Gunn is attaching himself to the acclaimed. Now we think he's back with the guns. We don't really know what's going on, you know? So there's more added to the stakes at least outside of just like the titles. But again, I again, I don't really see the vision in the need to you can go along with the story of the struggle for Billy without having to put the titles on the guns. Again, this will not, I would be shocked if this reign lasted longer than four weeks. Like I'm predicting yeah. the claim to win that back at revolution, but I don't think it was necessary. Like you said, to strap the titles on them. You know, if the, I mean, sometimes people like transit, but transitional champions are necessary, but not if it's for the same team that was yeah. had them before.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's, <clears throat> you could tell this billy gun story without the belts like you could have the gun club mm-hmm. you know begging billy to help them beat the acclaimed at revolution and then billy doesn't and it's the same story you just told on dynamite but better and i don't think the guns you know <clears throat> people think it's going to be ftr at revolution or ftr after revolution or whatever i don't i honestly i have i have no desire to see the guns versus ftr ever again Uh, And I completely get that the Acclaimed haven't been in a story with anyone besides the Guns and and Jay Lethal and uh, Jeff Jarrett. I get it. But that doesn't mean you can't build them a good story. It's the Acclaimed. You could put them with anyone and people would like it because it's the Acclaimed. And so the fact that you're doing this title change on a random Wednesday, a month before you know a pay-per-view which is revolution's always been a big pay-per-view for them it's it just feels sloppy and it just feels completely unnecessary and I think the fan reaction is proof of that
1: (laughs) I feel like too we were talking about FTR I mean Dax was talking about on his podcast too that obviously their contracts are up in April we don't know Mm -hmm. whether that's the beginning or the end of the month but they have a big decision to make of whether they're going to not return if they're going to leave wrestling altogether just take a break go somewhere else they have a big their future FTR's future is so uncertain right now and they're going to have to make a decision and make it soon because their contracts are up in April so as of right now we don't even know if FTR is going to be around for a possible run against the guns say or against the acclaimed so I don't even know right now. I don't think that Tony Khan is thinking that far in advance if we're hoping for FTR, especially when FTR doesn't even know what they're going to do once their contracts are up in April. Um, so, again, I don't know. Obviously, I think the Acclaimed win these back. But, again, where do they go from here? Technically, the Guns would get another rematch to that, and it still won't be done until yeah. maybe April, you know? Yeah. But this is definitely still going to be going on, I would say, till at least the end of March, because say they claimed win them back, like like we're predicting, technically FTR, or not FTR, the, the guns would get a, a rematch, right? Which means it's not over yet. So this is going to keep going on for at least, I think, about probably six more weeks, <laughs> at the very least.
0: And I know, you know, <laughs> a lot of people, their knee-jerk reaction on Twitter was, well, FTR definitely resigned then. And I think that's like, that's a big leap to make the guns winning. It's possible, completely possible. But as of
1: last week, Dax Harwood literally said, we have a big decision to make. So unless he was maybe trying to throw us off, but I, I mean, I would be shocked if they made that decision already like within a week.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think, I think it's a big jump to say okay, the guns won the world titles, that must mean FTR is coming back. I mean, it's like it's entirely possible that this was booked with the intent that they could slot FTR into that spot if they needed, yeah. but it's also just as likely they did this so that they could do the acclaimed or FTR at Revolution. So I, I'm completely... <laughs> and I've said this before on TAC Talk. It really does feel like the tag division was sort of robbed for the trios division. Like a lot of talent moved over there to build that division. And then they didn't really put anyone else back in the tag division. So the acclaim, that was like a big win for the tag division to have a team that was so over. And I would have liked to see them have a legitimate, real impactful story with a team that wasn't the guns. I didn't like any of the Jay lethal Jeff Jarrett stuff either. I I thought, (laughs) I think that whole little Jay lethal's crew I I am not into that at all.
1: They're all just kind of, I mean, obviously Jay and, you know, Jeff, Jarrett have that history, but it just seems kind of thrown together at this point. And I know Mm -hmm. they're massive heat magnets though. So they would not go against the guns themselves, you know? So you would have to have that other team, whether it's Acclaimed or FTR or somebody right now, you know? Or again, they just kind of throw teams together as, you know, we've seen, you know, you do have the, I mean, Top Flight is another great team, but obviously they just teamed with AR Fox. Like you said, they got involved in the trio stuff last week. You know, I mean, that would have been like a team. There's multiple other tag teams, but like you said, a lot of those have been moved over, reassigned to kind of the trios division, or at least getting like trio shots. So it's kind of depleting the tag scene, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I do like trios mainly because mm-hmm. I love the elite <laughs> and I love to see them on TV. Um, but it I don't know, like you have Matt Hardy and you know Isaiah Cassidy, mm-hmm. and you have Jungle GIS. Hooks, yeah, you, you always have, have, have JAS, yeah, 2.0. You mm-hmm. have so many teams that you could make work that you could put together and make it work, and they didn't, and they went with the guns. And I don't know, I think it was there's I understand the logic behind the story and I understand that the story is there and I'm not saying that the guns and the acclaimed were not feuding at all, but I do think that this was just unnecessary and it, and I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way as someone who loves tag team wrestling. Well,
1: we'll see how the guns respond on Wednesday. I would think how they, they have three weeks to build to what I assume will be the rematch at revolution so i mean they've got some time to fill they've got three weeks of programming to fill so i mean i'm at least open to seeing what do they have what else do they have at stake besides the obvious rematch that's going to ensue what's make me going to believe that the guns even have a chance at retaining these titles that they just obtained you know unless Mm -hmm. it's kind of how they attained them by taking advantage of the referee being down so who knows
0: It's going to be interesting. I think this revolution pay-per-view in general, I don't want to talk too much about it because it's so early, but I think um, it's going to be like either it's make it or break it for AEW. I think at this pay-per-view because there's a lot of stories that fans are not so into right now. So how AEW contends with that on a pay-per-view stage where fans do expect like great all-time shows every single time. It's going to be
1: weird. That is, and the timing when you have a 16 minute iron man match on a pay-per-view that's normally at least six hours anyway granted they are on the pacific coast are i believe for this like the west coast for this pay-per-view east us east coasters are probably gonna be up till three in the morning watching this pay-per-view I feel like it's going to be at least like seven hours long, to be honest. You have the, unless they're going to unfortunately cut the time on a lot of other matches, but like, dude, when you have a 60 minute Ironman match, I was just talking about this the other day. We're going to be up till three in the morning on the East coast, just watching you yeah. because they're on the West coast. <laughs> so They're like, if we go till 12, it's only 12 o'clock here, but no, it's going to be 3. AM for us. So I'd be shocked if this went any less than six hours. like honestly
0: i fully expect the pre-show is gonna be (laughs) packed with matches and i you know trios you have to give them like 20 30 minutes you know chris jericho he needs his time Mm -hmm. he has to be in there and you know jade she'll get like a five minute squash like she always does and yeah but i have thoughts and opinions about that but i'm i it's gonna be like i'm thinking back like Russell kingdom like being up <laughs> it's that long for Russell kingdom it's gonna be like that <sighs> i got work the next day dude oh you're
1: yeah. not sleeping you know i am literally going so this is a saturday no this is pay-per-view on a saturday
0: or a it's sunday on a sunday i think
1: i have work at 8 a.m in the morning on monday morning yeah i am not staying up not till sleeping. 3 a.m no i am no i'm not staying up till 3 a.m yeah. kylie i'm not you're just gonna have to watch it later i guess exactly (laughs) i'll watch some of it but i am i am not i I can't stay up till 3
0: (laughs) a.m if they were if they were nice they'd put the iron man match at the end so we can all skip it yeah yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i would think that they would but then again like i feel like the crowd by that time might be like worn out you know and then we, then they're like, oh, we just sit through a sixty-minute Iron Man. I don't know. I don't know. How well, that's they put
0: going. it at the beginning, and we have to sit through it. <clears throat>
1: they might. I feel like it's gonna be at the beginning or the end for a match like that of that length. It's gotta be one or the other. At the very beginning or the very end.
0: I'm. I'm looking forward to it, but not looking forward to it at the no, same time. No, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be so much, but that's fine. AW, I'm used to them being yeah, over extravagant and oh my god, yeah. And imagine like other time zones too. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> that's like a, a whole day commitment for people in like England. Yeah. <laughs> that's you that's the whole, your whole night. Monday. You're
1: literally getting no sleep.
0: You can't, unless you watch it at like your on your own time. But then you have to avoid spoilers.
1: I can never avoid spoilers. That's why, you know, the timeline is a great place to catch up. If you miss stuff, people post clips and GIFs all the time. It's You get updates in real time.
0: And you know what? Spoilers. Sometimes I see a spoiler and I'm like, oh, yes, I don't have to watch that show now.
1: (laughs) No, that's the same. Sometimes, honestly... I just don't feel like watching certain things, but I know my timeline is right there. Instead of actually just turning on the TV, I will just watch via my timeline, as bad as that is.
0: No, it's efficient. That's what I think. I think it's efficient.
1: It is. But you know what? Pay-per-view is not going to be seven hours long. (laughs)
0: Elimination Elimination Chamber. Chamber. (laughs) I love that segue. You're welcome. (laughs) So WWE Elimination Chamber is this weekend. I think it's Saturday. Yes. 18th. And but also it, the
1: same day as battle at, at the Valley.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a weekend. <laughs> yes. Um, but Elimination Chamber looks like it's gonna be a really great show. I think. I think that a lot of the matches are building towards WrestleMania, which I really appreciate. But I think you I think the biggest match, of course, is Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn, and everything else is just kind of there
1: story wise, yes, yeah. because I mean, I was just reading the betting odds that were unveiled yesterday. I believe mm-hmm. they're unveiled. Roman Reigns is overwhelmingly, I think he's like, I think he's negative 2000 or a lit like 2500 in favor of retaining in the betting odds, which is astronomical if you think about it. Sami Zayn is only like plus, I don't remember, but it's astronomical the difference. Obviously, we're all. I shouldn't say all, I would say most of us are going in there expecting Roman to retain. But again, Mm -hmm. it's a story that we're looking forward to, or maybe the the minuscule possibility that we believe that Sami Zayn could actually dethrone Roman Reigns. You know, it's something personal. Of course, the championship is on the line, but I think most people are looking to this is like for the story aspect. Even if Sami doesn't win, I hope he gets some sort of arc, some sort of redemption moment, revenge moment, maybe. Again, we don't really know the status of the Usos going into this that they mm-hmm. could play into it. But I'm really here for the story of this, and even if Sami Zayn gets one brief moment of revenge, that would be a true payoff for me.
0: I I'm in the same boat. I'm really I'm really invested in the like the dynamic between Sami and Jay. Like you mentioned, the Usos. I think Sami and Roman. I would love to see Sami be champion. Of course, yeah, well, I, I think absolutely. I think most people would. Um, I don't think it's going to happen mainly because well, one, all these reports that you know WWE management doesn't see him as like a mania yeah. main eventer, which is their prerogative, I guess. Uh, but also, I feel like part of Sammy's story, he almost has to lose to Roman and come back from that. And I would like to see m- the relationship between Sammy and Jey Uso explored more. Whether that's you know. Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos at WrestleMania. Whether that's Sammy versus Jay, like I don't know how they would play it, how they would spin the story. They have time; they have multiple weeks to do it. But I think they set it up here, and I almost—you mentioned Sammy getting revenge. I almost want him to be so good that he takes Roman Reigns by surprise. I want to see that surprise on Roman's face and Paul Heyman's face, and I want him to get so close but not close enough. Yeah. And I think that would be really interesting. And I think it would be interesting for Roman's character too, going into WrestleMania in the match with Cody, where he's not feeling as confident as he normally would be because he had this close call with Sami Zayn. And I'm still in the boat that Cody is beating Roman. I know that some people have jumped ship and now they think Cody should lose, but I think they're being dramatic. And um, I think that would be really good for Roman Reigns' character.
1: I think too that after, again, assuming... I don't I shouldn't say all people, but I think most of us are assuming again that Sammy's going to lose. And then that kind of leaves the question, where does he go for mania? I think that, like you mentioned, it would be good for Sammy to put in everything he has, you know, give up a valiant fight against Roman Reigns that even makes us believe for a second that, oh my gosh, he might actually beat Roman Reigns, but in the end, he doesn't. And I think with that loss would be a lot of devastation for him. So I think I would keep him off of television for a bit. Maybe, maybe Kevin Owens gets into it with the Usos, and then Sammy returns in like a surprise thing of, you know, kind of realigning with Kevin Owens. But also, I don't want the thing with Jay to be done. Jay complicates things, like in a good way though. Nice. So it, it's kind of what is. I don't know what Sammy Zayn's path is to WrestleMania after elimination chamber whether it is like a two on two like how does he even potentially break off things with jay i don't want him to you know but there's gonna have to be something and that's what keeps us hooked it even after sammy zane loses what happens with jay uso what happens with kevin owens what happens with Mm -hmm. all of this the story isn't over at chamber and championship wise it is i feel like he's done with Roman after that but this he doesn't have closure with jay uso yet he just said I acknowledge you jay uso so I'm excited to see what happens story-wise for Sami Zayn after Chamber, you know? He needs to get this closure with Roman. Oh, I couldn't beat the Tribal Chief, but I still yeah. have unresolved stuff with both of the Usos. So, I mean, I'm hooked storyline-wise anyways with the Bloodline. Um, I have no idea what angle they're going to go with Sami after after Elimination Chamber.
0: I have no idea. I think, <clears throat> I think a lot of people have just assumed that he's going to, be with KO and they're Maybe. gonna wrestle for yeah. the tag belts because I feel like that's the easy, obvious route. Um but like Jay Uso, it's just they're gonna have to cover a lot of ground with Jay leading into WrestleMania to make that that story make sense, at least from my perspective. So I don't know. I'm really into it. And I don't think this story's over even at WrestleMania. I think no. th- I think this bloodline story is gonna reverberate through all of these guys' careers forever. I think I think this is just too impactful of a story and too good for WWE for them to just be like, okay, Roman lost the title, bloodlines Mm -hmm. over the end, which I know they would in the past. They would probably do something like that, but I don't know. I'm really curious to see uh, even after WrestleMania, Sammy and even KO how they sort of grapple with this bloodline pass and all Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. I feel like
1: another possibility, too, that, you know, Cody Rhodes is obviously going into WrestleMania, kind of outnumbered. Like I mentioned, maybe after this loss to Roman Reigns, uh, Sami Zayn is so devastated. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. He is, he got so close. He thought he was going to beat Roman Reigns, and then he's just so devastated. But you know what? Even if he couldn't beat Roman himself, what better way than to uh help someone else beat roman reigns he couldn't beat roman reigns so maybe he helps cody rhodes to beat roman reigns i don't know i feel like that's another possible angle again it's kind of it's exciting to have unpredictability heading a little bit heading into wrestlemania season there's multiple options for Sami Zayn. I, i he could align with ko maybe there's nothing with ko but i feel like they have to address jay uso somehow but also i feel like he's also maybe not done with roman there's a lot of unresolved stuff you know even after this and like you said it's probably gonna go past mania too
0: and it's good that it's unpredictable i think it's unpredictable in a good way it's not unpredictable like there's plot holes that we just can't follow it's unpredictable in a way that makes me buy into it a lot more so i'm super excited so other matches at elimination chamber so bobby versus brock is like a given i think unofficially official
1: like they had the whole contract thing last week i think tonight they're actually solidifying it it's going to happen it just hasn't been made official yet but like i said it's officially unofficial you know this is the what the the third in the trilogy there i think this is their third and final one-on-one match you know this is what i was talking about last week it's like I can see it going one way. I feel like, you know, the hurt business is just getting like back together. You want Bobby Lashley to look strong because MVP is realigning himself with him, who he presumes to be like a winner and all of that. But also like, you don't want to have Brock Lesnar get like squashed again. So I think this is going to be a solid 10 minute match. Mm -hmm. I think Bobby Lashley should go over here, especially because he's just realigning with the hurt business. MVP is not going to want to be with the loser you know, so yeah. I feel like this should absolutely not be like a quick match like we saw with like Brock and um, Goldberg where Brock just got like, you know, uh, jackhammered and spinebustered the entire time. I feel like this has to be a, maybe around eight to ten minutes, you know, not super long, but it definitely can't be super short. Bobby Lashley comes out on top, you know, Brock can, can just show up whenever he feels like it. But I must say, I was never one that was really... A Brock fan, you know, but going into his mm-hmm. feud with Roman, I became a Brock fan, and I've been liking Country Brock. I, I can't lie; Country Brock has been really cool to see over the last year or so. So, I mean, technically, both of these guys are baby faces going into this now. So, I mean, I'm more invested. You know, I I kind of like Country Brock, but I also like Bobby. So, I think it's gonna be like they say, what a uh, meaty. What are, what's the saying? Two uh, a meaty,
0: meaty two men. Meat- slapping, slapping me yeah, yeah
1: that's it it's gonna be that bobby lashley needs to come out on top though yeah. to you know keep his spot in the hurt business he doesn't want to you know wane any of mvp's interest. but i don't know
0: <laughs> no i definitely agree i think Bo- i i think bobby has to win this because yeah. i think he has to be able to say that he you know wrapped up this trilogy and beat yeah brock lesnar and came out on top i think because there's so many comparisons because they're the same size. They, they kind of wrestle similar, all this stuff. I think he has to be able to say that he's the better version. And I think Brock's at a point in his career where he can let that happen and not be impacted that much. Yeah. He's not going to WrestleMania to wrestle Roman. He's not going to wrestle probably for a title, a world title at least. So I think you can simmer down on the Brock as a beast lore and really focus on guys like Bobby who are, sort of i don't want to say next generation because he's not young but who are moving into stories and um factions and things like that that are going to have more importance for wwe at mania and after mania whereas brock doesn't have anything like that part time yeah bobby is the full-time one always
1: on the road brock can just show up come and go as he pleases kind of deal you know i don't that's a good point. I don't know where Brock would end up on the mania card at this point, because this seems to be the final concluding match. You know, it's the best whoever wins wins the trilogy between them. I don't know where Brock goes from here. I don't, I mean, I think you would leave him off of the WrestleMania card after this. He doesn't necessarily need it. He's not fighting for a championship. Um, And if, you know, if he does go into mania, it's going to be like a very last minute feud going on here. But I like I said, I do like Cowboy Brock though. But but yeah, Bobby yeah. needs to win here. Bobby's the full time performer, you know?
0: Yeah, I do like cowboy brock too, but it almost feels like you can just bring him in for a match yeah. and people are mm-hmm. just gonna be excited to see him. True. He doesn't need he doesn't need to be on TV every week leading into WrestleMania True. the way that Bobby probably should be, I think. That makes sense. Okay. So let's talk US championship because I this is okay. So I'll just give the list of all the people in this match, and then you give me your thoughts. So we have the US um title being defended in the elimination chamber. It's Austin Theory, who's the champion, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. What are your thoughts on this group? And who do you think is gonna come out on top?
1: See, I would have had like I read the betting odds this morning because I, you know, Mm -hmm. I had, I wrote an article on it and I was kind of surprised by it. Granted, the margin is very, very close, but as of right now, I guess, I mean, again, these are betting odds, not necessarily spoilers. But Austin Theory is actually, especially with what his mania thing is looking projected to be against John Cena, he doesn't need the U.S. championship, but yet and again things could change but as of right now theory is first in the betting eyes to retain his championship granted seth rollins is like the margin is really small seth rollins is second yeah. but also as also kind of don't want them to hot potato again the u.s title kind of how we saw you know austin theory won it seth won it theory won it back do we want seth to win it back kind of so Granted, it's been like three months at this point, but it, it's also kind of a little bit of hot potato. Um, But again, Theory doesn't need the US title heading into his mm-hmm. potential match against John Cena. I would like to see Seth Rollins win here, but also... Montez Ford I feel like is unlikely he's right after Rollins in the betting odds which means a little bit surprising because he's coming in as like a tag star and I believe this is his first correct me if I'm wrong but I believe this is his first chamber um but i'm so excited to see what montez ford can see in like the singles matchup going into here i'm really excited i think he's gonna be like the dark horse of this matchup i feel like he's not gonna win it because he's still with uh, angelo dawkins but montez could be a dark horse in this match but ultimately i think it's it definitely is between seth and and austin theory but now you know I'm not so sure. It's WWE. They could could maybe want it to be the US title. So, I mean, John Cena has a championship match at WrestleMania. And then they want Theory to retain at WrestleMania and have that shock value. But I don't think Theory needs that heading into Mania. And I think Seth Rollins could have trying to keep rebuilding this US title picture, which Mm -hmm. is basically the championship on Raw because... Roman Reigns isn't there half the time, so the U.S. Yeah. title has been like Seth Rollins said, kind of the anchor, the title on Raw. So I think Seth Rollins winning it back could maybe put them back on track to have it. Not, I mean, theory's been bringing a little bit of prestige to it, a little bit of a raising its value. But I think putting it back on Seth Rollins would be a nice call too. But there, there's multiple ways you could go here.
0: Oh, I, I know. I had a similar idea because I think. Like you said, Theory doesn't need the title to wrestle Cena, and the title being there, I guess it would be an added bonus, but I almost feel like you could get two, two for the price of one here. You could have this Theory-Cena match, which will draw, I mean, Cena, his appearances on SmackDown, it's proven that people love to come watch Cena, but then Seth Rollins being the champion and having a great um, story leading into WrestleMania with, I mean, you could put anyone there. You could put Montez Ford there if you wanted. It does remind me a lot of, like, Monday Night Rollins and that incredible run he had where he was, you know, he was the guy, but he wasn't the world champion. Yeah. And it, I think that is where Seth Rollins really should be. And if he doesn't win here, I don't, I do do... I don't know what you do with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I don't. Like, you can't you up. can't
1: have a repeat of last year where it's yeah. like, oh, we I mean we knew who his
0: opponent was gonna
1: be, but you can't run that same story of, oh, Seth Rollins doesn't have a WrestleMania opponent, guys. I guess technically like Brock Lesnar would be available then. Um, but like Seth doesn't need to be involved in that. No, I I feel like Seth, now that you say that Seth has to win here then, because if yeah. he doesn't, I legitimately don't see where what his path to wrestlemania is right now and granted they have six weeks to build something um but i mean i'm looking at one of the comments there too there is a free agent right now that maybe could swoop in being jay white i don't know i feel like oh logan oh i forgot about logan paul and seth roll i forgot forgot about that too that okay now that we say that yeah that's happening Would it be for the U.S. title, though? Again, they don't necessarily need the U.S. title for that, but I
0: forgot about Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. But speaking of, okay, but Logan versus Seth, if Logan wins and comes out of WrestleMania as U.S. champ, I mean, I'm kind of sold on it now.
1: (laughs) I I, I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah, It's been all over social media. There's a lot happening right now. Apologies. But yeah, Logan Paul then and Seth Rollins would be the match for that then. I could see it going either way. Theory goes in against Cena with the U.S. title or Rollins goes in against Logan Paul with the U.S. title. I feel like those are your two
0: likely options right now. And I think, I mean, if I had to pick, I would pick Seth Rollins. Yeah, I think, I I don't think John Cena needs to be involved in a title picture of any kind. I think that's just, it's not worth it. I think it's just, Especially, I mean, I th- I do think Cena should put over Theory at WrestleMania. Especially if they really are this high on Theory and they think that he can be this, you know, um, this sort of building block for WWE moving forward. But I don't think it has to be for the title. Maybe that's just me. I think Logan versus Seth with the title would be a lot more interesting. It would.
1: I mean, they've already been kind of brewing it on their own on social media. You know, obviously, uh, Logan Paul eliminated Seth Rollins from the Rumble. Um, I know might not like him personally, but Logan Paul has been really freaking good in his appearances in the ring. Um, And what better way to kind of Seth Rollins is, is a veteran. He he's great at, he can make Logan Paul look even better. He can take everything that Logan Paul gives to him. I mean that, yeah, I'm sold on that too title or not. I think, I think it's going to be Seth or Austin winning here. And it's just a matter of, Which match do you want to have involving the U.S. title at this point?
0: Watch, WWE will swerve us and it'll be like Damian Priest or something.
1: I mean, I'm not against that. I mean, the Judgment Day hasn't had... I don't believe any gold in the last year. I mean, Finn Balor had the US title, but that was before he joined mm-hmm. Judgment Day. So, I mean, honestly, putting some gold, I mean, Rhea Ripley's, I mean, she might win at Mania, but putting some gold finally in Judgment Day, I think wouldn't be a bad thing, you know? Um, but Montez yeah. Ford, I feel like is going to be the dark horse in this match. I feel like he's going to be really exciting to watch. I think he's going to go far, like final mm-hmm. three, um, I hope he's not eliminated first, but I'm excited to see Mattes Ford and kind of this singles element in it. I think he's going to be a dark horse in
0: there. So s- let's transition to our women's elimination chamber match, Yes, which what a group this is. Okay. So the winner of the women's elimination chamber match is going to go on to WrestleMania to wrestle Bianca Belair because Rhea Ripley, who won the Royal Rumble announced that she was going to, um, challenge Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Yeah. So the winner of this will get Bianca Belair. So we have Raquel Rodriguez, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, Asuka, Natalia and Carmella. I'm so excited for this because I I would love to see any one of these women I mean maybe not so much Raquel again, but These other women, I'd love to see them at WrestleMania in a good prominent spot with someone like Bianca Belair, who is undoubtedly going to get a good spot on the card. She's going to have a lot of crowd hype, all those sort of things. Um, But I'm really pulling for Asuka, especially with the character change. I think that's something so interesting for WWE, um, especially for Asuka, almost like a career revitalization for her in WWE, moving on from Asuka into her darker roots. I'm excited for that.
1: I'm kind of the same as you. For me, there's really only three that I could even see potentially winning. Mm-hmm. Um, Out of those three, there's really only two that I want to win. Um, okay. For me, it has to be, I mean, they obviously have some faith in Raquel, especially if the initial plan for her was her and Rhonda to go to the Rumble for the title. So obviously there's some... There's some pull, push behind her. Liv Morgan, though, I am still sad that we...
2: When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently, so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
1: Did not get Liv versus uh, Bianca Belair at Survivor Series. Granted, I know it changed because it involved war games, but that was a match that, you know, after Money in the Bank that a lot of us were thinking about, oh my gosh, these two might face at Survivor Series before we knew it was going to be war games. So me personally... I would like to see that but again it's kind of it would be a kind of a rare baby face versus baby face thing going on here um but I know a lot of people would be invested in Liv Morgan versus Bianca Belair but I have to agree with you that it's probably going to be Asuka you know this new revitalized showing old shades of Kana Asuka she's kind of wild you know Bianca Mm -hmm. Belair I mean she's had I mean she's had Becky Lynch who's been kind of like outlandish and bold but she hasn't really faced anyone quite like Asuka yet who's kind of you know this with this new side she's more dangerous and like unpredictable than ever before so I feel like it would be pushing Bianca Belair kind of into new territory it's a new character a new vibe from her opponent that we really haven't seen her go against before so and obviously Asuka coming back as Kana, there's obviously has to be some push for that too as well. So, a win here at Chamber would solidify that and put us in new territory. It would be a real challenge for Bianca Belair against a competitor type that we really haven't seen her go against before.
0: Yeah, and just looking ahead to WrestleMania where showmanship is so prioritized in a lot of aspects, I think it'd be cool to see one what kind of gear and look Asuka would come into WrestleMania with. And two, how creatively they would work that into the match in a way that appeals to that that WrestleMania expectation that everything is like a big spectacle in the match. So that's what I would prefer for WrestleMania. Um, I know that people are sort of still thinking Raquel is, you know, going to go on this awesome run because she's, you know, a a Triple H kid. And that she's going to, you know, have this great summer and all this sort of stuff. But I don't know. After Asuka had this character change and it became apparent that this was something that was actually happening. And it wasn't just her, you know, teasing on social media or whatever. I think that, I think they're really high on Asuka. And I almost want her to have a nice title run. I, I almost want her to beat Bianca at WrestleMania. See, I don't how do you set that up though too
1: you know Bianca's been on this monster run you know I I mean I'm here for the match it's just I feel like you also have to if you're going to end Bianca Belair's reign you also kind of have to protect it or or is you know she got pinned by Bayley so it's not like she hasn't been pinned before during her run but I feel like at the same time you're going to want to protect this run that Bianca Belair has won even if she does lose so I don't know how they would lay that out but I do think with this new character with Asuka, I see honestly, I don't doesn't don't necessarily think she needs the gold, especially if she's going on this new character. I think she can have so many fun and cool matches just with her mm-hmm. character alone that doesn't necessarily need a title. But if they're going to set this out this match up with Bianca and kind of new territory for Bianca, Asuka would be a solid choice for to have her dethrone Bianca Belair's reign finally. It's just how do you do that while also protecting Bianca Belair? I don't think it's going to be Raquel, but again, WWE obviously has some faith and are pushing Raquel, but yeah. I don't think she's ready yet. Then again, Rhea Ripley, you know, beating Asuka at WrestleMania two years ago, she wasn't really ready either. It was very escalated and very quick. So who's <laughs> to say it could be? It could be Raquel potentially, but I do have to agree with you. I do think it's. Go- I think it has to be. It's going to be Asuka... Maybe Liv or Raquel, but I think it should be Asuka.
0: I think so, too. Uh, But then... I would love to see Liv get something, if not yeah. this. Uh, just a good match at WrestleMania. Not like a 10-woman tag or something, just to get her on the card. Well, or a- I
1: mean, she's been, she just teamed with Ra- I don't know why they kind of did away with her and Tegan, you know? They could have mm-hmm. kept running with that, but, you know, she just teamed with Raquel. So, I mean, if Liv and Raquel don't win, I mean, maybe this is just another partner for Raquel, you know? She's kind of she went who was she with she was with Shotzi she was with Aaliyah this is kind of maybe just another partner for Raquel you know I think that Liv should get something but again if it's not either of the major championships I don't have much faith that WWE would put together a non-title centric women's storyline unfortunately heading into Mania
0: that's a valid point I mean yeah, you're right. That's a valid, thats a valid point. Right. I mean, I would love it, but again, then you
1: only have six weeks to craft up something so personal that it deserves a sp- that it gets a spot on the Mania card that doesn't involve a championship. So unless Liv gets somehow screwed or something that at yeah. uh, Chamber that could set up something, but as of right now, I don't have the faith of, for them to pull it off as much as I would love it.
0: I hope we're pleasantly surprised. Same.
1: I think, I think we will have some surprises, but yeah, go on. You were going to mention the mixed tag match next.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say other things that are surprisingly nice. um, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. We were talking before we went live. I'm like absurdly excited for this. I, and it's never, I don't really ever enjoy this kind of thing. These like, well, I don't really like husband wife teams a lot or like relationship teams is and maurice beg to differ oh i Becky, do love me and, and seth rollins beg to differ <laughs> um i feel like sometimes yeah. it feels forced not yeah. that the, not that their relationship is forced no no that they're they're forced together on screen because they're <laughs> yeah. in a relationship yeah, yeah. um but i'm super into this i really love this beth phoenix if she feels different from how she was in her like her when she was oh, no, full time in her full time wrestling she's career, grandmother now. Yeah, and she there's like an an edge to her that wasn't there like before. Mm-hmm. She was she was tough and she beat everyone because she's Beth Phoenix and she's muscly and whatever. But now it's like she's almost feeding on that. She's Viking. you could just say yeah. it. she's Viking. Yeah, and I'm really really into it and Edge edge in my opinion has been really good since he returned from retirement i think he's done some really creative stuff and that he didn't really do a whole lot of when he was full-time it's like the they're older now so it's almost like they feel like they could be a little more innovative a little more experimental because they're always going to be hall of famers it's always going to be that way and then finn Balor and rhea ripley is interesting to me um i didn't enjoy the finn Balor. uh AJ style stuff really all that much. And I kept, like coming out of that I was really down on Finn Balor. I was like I I don't like this. Like they need I was really down on the Judgment Day. I was like they need to do something to fix this cuz I love Rhea Ripley and you're not going to drag her down with yeah. this. And they did. I really love Rhea Ripley. And I really love her relationship and the connection she has with Finn Balor. And I'm not even gonna talk about Dominic Mysterio <laughs> because he does not exist in my worldview. <laughs> but this to me is super exciting. It's like generation clash, like it's it's mixed tag, which is always fun. It's like it's like mentor student vibes. There's like so many things here. I'm really into it. There is, but Kylie, you cannot. The, I mean
1: granted this is this is just a straight up mixed tag match there's no like chamber or cage to block off yeah. any outside interference so you just know that ex condom is going to try to pull up try to get involved but then Beth Phoenix is going to whip his butt out of the ring so that's going to be entertaining to set up Um, kind of before we get to like what potential mania plans are, like you said, I'm really excited for this matchup too. Obviously, last year, Edge and Beth against Miz and Maurice. I mean, Maurice, Hurricane Rana, that was hard to say. Hurricane Rana, Edge, was <laughs> a move that nobody expected, and it was yeah. Maurice's idea, which makes it even crazier. This is, again, the match to do it in, not just kind of, you know, because Rhea and Finn are aligned, but rhea ripley i mean we've already seen her uh, and again these intergender scenarios which we don't see a lot of in wwe but rhea is the person that they've been going to to kind of ignite that intergender flame we saw her against the match with the kira tozawa you know she body slammed freaking um luke gallows you know she took out uh carl anderson in the oc so I, we're going to get something with Rhea and Edge. I mean, we saw it at the Royal Rumble too. Rhea attacked Edge from behind before Beth came in and swooped in to save Edge. Um, so there's also that Aaron Jenner aspect here. You know, this is personal for them. This is <laughs> Edge and Beth looking for revenge kind of triumphants because the last time, you know, that they really squared off, which was at Extreme Rules, you know, did not end well for Edge and Beth. You know, they threatened... Beth Phoenix got, Beth Phoenix got slammed with the chair. Edge was forced to say, I quit. This is personal for them. Mm -hmm. It just, it just so happens to line up that it's kind of couple versus, you know, mixed gender team. And then I'm hoping, you know, I, this might not be everybody's match, but um, I'm really hoping, you know, we've seen edge conquer Damian priest, you know, this is going to be edges way to conquer Finn Balor. He, he wrestled Dom, like, right before he joined the Judgment Day, if not right after he joined the Judgment Day, but he has not faced ex-con Dom. So I'm hoping that this leads to uh, ex-con Dom versus Edge at Mania, which I think is just going to be freaking hilarious, entertaining as hell to see Dom get his ass whooped. Um, I, You can't erase Dom from this equation, unfortunately, Kylie. It <laughs> might not be what you want. I can try. But... <laughs> dom's gonna get involved but yeah i'm really i'm really excited. i'm really excited for this
0: <laughs> i will say this version of dom is a lot more interesting than yes. when he was a baby face in the mysterios <laughs> yeah i think i mean at least this like i could make fun of him and i know yeah, that WWE because is we love to him. make fun of him you know yeah um i think dom versus edge would be a lot of fun and you could set that up here i think like you said, it's undeniable that he's gonna come out just to do something, yes. be an annoying little fly, and then um, and
1: Beth is just gonna take him out yeah. of the equation, though. Just like the the the, <laughs> the iconic still Eddie is Eddie is your real father, and he's like, <laughs> Mommy, that you know it's just gotta happen. There's just it's just gotta happen.
0: <laughs> I've said it before on tag talk. One of my favorite matches from my childhood is the custody the custody yes. of Dominic ladder yeah. match which I know it's controversial. A lot of people really hated that, but yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I would, I, I think that that, because that is so, such a part of who Dominic is, and you can't, it's WWE canon that he doesn't know who his da- real dad yeah. is. So, you why not lean into it and just have him be annoying? Uh, I, I'm most excited though, and I said this earlier, I'm most excited for the women in this match. Though. Yes. Yeah. I, I think, I think Rhea Ripley going into WrestleMania, she, she's going to have a great showing here. I think she's going to probably do a spot where she outmuscles Beth Phoenix. And they're going to have a lot of fun with that. It's just going to be a good time. And I think it's a match where the story is serious. But I don't think we need to treat this entire match so seriously. Which I really like. A breakup from all the, the serious doom and yeah. gloom of this card. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited for it and i
1: think honestly this is one of these uh, i think edge and beth need this win here again you don't want rhea ripley to head into mania you know with an l but i you know this would kind of not cap off the closure but it would again kind of be justice for edge and beth from extreme rules so i feel like the win is due here i feel like as long as ripley doesn't take the pin think it would have to be balor i think yeah. she's okay heading into mini i don't think a loss here would take away from much momentum as she pivots then to charlotte flair but you would have to be sure that balor takes the pin here i think edge and beth kind of need this win is kind of justice for us we're getting back at you for extreme rules i don't think they can really like afford another beat down or like loss so i mean yeah i can
0: see I- go ahead I was going to say, I can see it going either way. I think regardless of, I think the outcome really isn't the important part here. I think it's the match itself and like who interferes, how do they interfere? How does it go over that kind of stuff, which is really a lot of fun. And I'm excited for Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. So this is like a little stepping stone for her into her match with Charlotte, which is going to be absolutely insane. I'm excited.
1: Was- I'm excited for that one. I know a lot of people were hoping that she would go after Bianca. You know, they've been kind of teasing it for a couple years. They were the final two in the 2021 Royal Rumble. They had a little bit of a tiff in uh, NXT, but I think the story. And I love Charlotte Flair. I truly still think Rhea should have beaten Charlotte at Mania 36, but Rhea kind of coming back after she's, you know, she's reinvented herself. She's gotten more confident. She is not the same girl that she was in NXT. So personally, I think right now is a good time to come back to that Charlotte and Rhea storyline with ironically Rhea now is the heel and Charlotte is the baby face though. This, you know, this more confident, this more mature Rhea Ripley going back to yes. reverse her fate, get some closure and know that she can beat Charlotte. I mean, we they face each other in 2021, 2021, yeah, after WrestleMania yes. and all of that. But again, this is going back to their meaning. And it's the first time, too, that we've seen a women's singles rematch at WrestleMania. So that happened three years ago. Now they're coming back. Rhea Ripley is a different person. You know, obviously Mm -hmm. looks wise, age wise, maturity wise. So I'm, I'm the story's there. So I'm excited for Rhea and Charlotte. You know, I love Charlotte, but it would be cool for Rhea to get that. Gotcha. Right back. So we'll, we'll see.
0: Yeah. And, and like you said earlier, when we were talking about the U S title judgment day needs like. Something, yeah. To give him something.
1: If it's I mean if it's not like Damien, I mean Damien Priest has a chance at Chamber, doesn't look likely for him, but yeah, it would be. I think that I think judgment day needs something, needs some gold on them, whether that Mm -hmm. be you know Damien Priest at Chamber or Rhea Ripley at Mania. I think it's time.
0: So we have one more match to talk about, which I think is super super exciting. So Basically, it's not confirmed, so, but it's not confirmed, but like rumor and, and suggestion. So, see, remembering back to, I think it was Raw. Lita returns on Raw. Yes. Nice. Um. She helps Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is in this feud with Damage Control. So, presumably, you would build the story to a three-on-three scenario because there's three members of Damage Control. So, rumor you know, report whatever you want to say. It'll be Becky Lynch, Lita and Trish against um, damage control, Bailey, EO sky and Dakota Kai, which I almost feel like that should be on WrestleMania.
1: (laughs) Agreed. But with the, uh, again, other reports of, you know, Ronda Rousey wanting to get into the tag division. It doesn't, I mean, granted they could, but I don't think at this point you leave Ronda Rousey off of a, a WrestleMania card. I mean, personally, I'd be fine with it. But WWE-wise, you don't leave Mania yeah. Ronda off the Mania card while if she's there and available. So that means you would have to have this very quickly put together tonight. Again, there's been reports that Trish Stratus is in on the site of Monday Night Raw tonight, which, you know, would make sense. Team Bestie, Lita, right there. Technically, Trish did have her retirement match against Charlotte Flair, but nobody's ever truly retired in no. wrestling ever. No. Um, but again, it keeps Becky Lynch occupied during WrestleMania season as she should be, as Bayley should be, as the women's tag team champions should be. Um, and it sets up an interesting thing. You know, titles obviously wouldn't be on the line. It'd be, at least I wouldn't assume so. It'd be three on three. Um, and then maybe it sets up again, we were talking about how do you set up the women's tag titles then who, who does who does Becky chooses her partner potentially for Mania? I don't know. But um, I think this would be really exciting. I know fans would be definitely behind mm-hmm. uh, Becky, Trish, and Lita. There's something there. It gives damage control some more competitors, you know? Yes. I, we haven't – correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've seen, at least on television, live events they probably have, but I don't think we've seen damage control – three on three versus anybody yet we might have actually with with bianca and like alexa like leading up to war games but i don't think that we've seen a three on three matchup with them televised yet and if i'm wrong you can correct me but i don't think that we have yet
0: not that I remember, no. and if it, if it happened, it clearly wasn't a big deal because we don't remember no. it.
1: No, they I, they probably have, they definitely have on live events like three on yeah. three, but I don't think we've seen a televised or even pay-per-view three-on-three three match yet with them, you know. So I think this is really gonna be the first time to see damage control is truly a unit all together in the ring, seeing what they can do.
0: Yeah, and I think damage control and the women's tag division in general really does need something to kickstart it. And I think if Ronda really, truly does want to go for the women's tag titles, which, I mean, she's well within her right to do so, I guess. Um, I I do think that they should get something going here, uh, just to get damage control some momentum headed into WrestleMania, because the women's tag division as a whole has just kind of been <laughs> it's just like a piece of a show but like yeah. there's no force behind it it's just no. there most times i mean bailey she's oh you know she's always around doing stuff but i don't think mm. she's in the tag division no. so to speak um ronda wanting to go for the tag belts I'll accept it because
1: (laughs) I think it it kind of makes sense. I mean, her and Shayna were part of the MMA's for four horsewomen. It's not like it's just random. It's just, we didn't really see them on screen a lot together up until recent months. And obviously now with Rhonda, just returning on SmackDown that kind of plants the seeds of them as a team again, post chamber. And if they're going to want to, you know, go, uh, be a contender to damage control to heal teams so you kind of need at least a third team to fill yes. in that gap to be your babyface team which i guess by default would be some combination maybe you know what if it's just team bestie and becky lynch is their manager um i don't know you do not keep becky lynch off of the mania card though you can't so again, what happens then does Becky have to pick Trish or Alita or does it, or is it just straight up team bestie and Becky Lynch is their manager? I don't know. Um, But you need that third phase team to spice things up, to make, to give the crowd someone to root for in that scenario, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm, I was saying this earlier, I'm really optimistic about elimination chamber and also WrestleMania season. I just, Looking ahead to WrestleMania, I think there's a lot of opportunities to really right some wrongs and uh, give people their due, but also fix a lot of problems that have happened. And I think the women's tag division is one area where there's a lot of opportunity that maybe is hidden that they haven't really done a whole lot with. So I think damage control sort of getting an opportunity to wrestle at WrestleMania against people like Lita and Trish, who are these legends. and really getting the heat from that would be super interesting. Uh, I don't know where Becky fits in there. Uh, I don't you can... either. You can't leave Becky off
1: of this card again. I don't. Granted, it... granted, they ba- Bailey didn't, wasn't on the Mania card for 36? 37? 37, I think it was, where she was the host instead. Mm-hmm. I don't see Becky Lynch fulfilling that role as a host, but we've seen it before where like, top women are like left off of the card um bailey was the host i don't see then i don't see becky being in that same situation though but they've all i think they 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 will have something for becky um i just don't know i i just don't know what it would be right now especially if it is for the tag titles how does she decide them between trish and lita or again is she kind of just a manager role i don't
0: know i don't know either and I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. I mean, you could always just, you could always just give her a different partner and just add another team to the mix. I guess. Uh, I don't Who would think that be though from Raw. Who? I don't know. I don't Who- know.
1: Okay. The- I mean, granted, the lines are kind of blurred for Mania season. There's going to be some SmackDown stars on Raw tonight. I mean, we were talking about Liv Morgan. <laughs> I mean being off of the card, but there's really we haven't really seen I mean Becky and Liv, they have their history, you know. Yeah. That would give Liv something to do. But also I'm still kind of like, oh, I don't wanna like throw teams together. But also I feel like this wouldn't be I don't think I don't think it would be a three-way. I know we were talking before um off air about the possibility of some NXT call-ups. Obviously, a lot of people are talking about toxic attraction possibly being called up for this. That's evidently not happening. J.C. Jane obviously turned on Gigi Dolan, but it leaves one team kind of available that have been a team for a while in NXT, that being Caden Carter and Katana Chance. They just dropped the NXT Women's Championship, so they don't have those. I mean, they just conveniently dropped them. So at Vengeance Day. So mm-hmm. that kind of leaves them available as now the time for them to finally get caught up. I mean, casey, Casey's casey been there since 2017. I believe caden has been there since 2018. They've been in the NXT system for like five, six years. So yeah. now might be the time. So you have an even two heels and two face teams. I mean, we've seen them throw women's tag team matches together before, like they did last year, the year before, kind of just throw these matches together or even throw teams together i don't know what becky lynch's wrestlemania is looking like right now but that's really seems to be the only viable option right now unless she's like a special guest ref or something i don't know
0: yeah and i i don't like to compare the men's and women's tag divisions that often but i almost feel like it's the Usos are going to have something with the bloodline at WrestleMania. It's going to be regardless of whether they're wrestling Sami Zayn or not, like the bloodline presence is going to be so strong. And I would like the women to have something fun to sort of hold their own with that, you know, that monster of a story that is the bloodline. Um, So just putting some fun teams in here and just having a good match. Like it doesn't have to be super story driven or super intense, like just have a good time. And I think Becky Lynch being there would really, really help it regardless of whether she's teaming with Lita or Trish or she's teaming with someone else, or if she's managing whatever, I think this is a good spot for her to really save this for the crowd. Yeah,
1: Or it might be, we were mentioning Liv and Raquel, you know, um, those seem to be two top stars too. In, um obviously I don't see that either. I don't, I think Oscar is going to win chamber, but it leaves them available to do something. They just teamed together on mm-hmm. SmackDown. I mean, that might be an angle going forward. Obviously they're two of the, Top names in the women's division on SmackDown, and it, w- it would give them something to do. And like we said, they've thrown teams together before. Is, I mean, not that that's my favorite route to go at this point, but there really is no teams outside of damage yeah. control right now, at least leading up. You know, Rhonda and shana are together now, but other than that, there really is no like teens right now.
0: Yeah. And I think they'll figure it out. I think. Yeah. I think I I don't see a whole chamber. lot of yeah. I mean I don't see a whole lot of routes, I guess, where that I think that they could take with any of this that mm-hmm. I would not like yeah. it, but I would like actively dis- despise it and hate it. Um I think if Trish is in this spot and it's Becky, uh, Lita and Trish, I think that is really, really interesting, and I would love to see something with that done at WrestleMania. But overall, I think the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is really strong. And whether they deliver or not is, Mm -hmm. you know, in question, of course. But I, for being between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, you know, when it's historically no one cares about those pay-per-views, I'm really excited about it. I really, really am. I love to see these sort of -of middle-of-the-road, you know, these B-shows treated as, building blocks for the next big show like it seems so dumb and so like common sense that you would do it that way but wwe really hasn't in the past Um,
1: and like we were mentioning too this is like the elimination chamber as a whole definitely feels a worthy show it doesn't just feel like a filler it's setting up stuff and the card itself you know there's story there there's some intriguing matchup the Pay-per-view as a whole is a huge selling point. You know, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, you know, Edge and Beth. Again, there's there's story there. And it's also setting up for WrestleMania. You know, whoever wins the Raw Women's Number 1 contender will go on to face Bianca Belair at Mania. Now, the pay-per-view as a whole is a selling point. The Elimination Chamber match itself is ironically not. So, yes. I mean... It kind of seems like the chamber match itself doesn't really matter. It's more the stakes, you know? Yeah. If that makes sense, it feels like it's kind of just like, yeah, it'll just be inside a chamber match. It's not like they're pointing out this is going to be inside this grueling structure that's going to push you. And like, you know, I don't know how to explain it. You know, the pay-per-view itself is great, but obviously the chamber match itself as in kind of some years past, which would be the selling point of the pay-per-view it's not the selling point it's yeah. the stories plus the lead up to wrestlemania that are, they're building off of at this pay per view
0: yeah and it almost feels like with roman and sammy being on the card it's like nothing is going to outshine that that no. wwe can pull together so the elimination chamber matches i think there's interesting uh, people in them i think there's a lot of interesting things they can do and i think they'll be good but I'm really excited, like you said, for this bloodline story and also this judgment day, edge, Beth Phoenix situation. I think those are the biggest selling points mm-hmm. for me because those are the things I'm most excited about headed into WrestleMania. And I think WWE knows that the fans yeah. are probably most excited about that. And, and
1: also, like who's gonna, you know, Bianca's been this huge kind of WrestleMania has been her marquee moment you know she's and zero yes. at mania now so it's like who can step up to bianca but if it's asuka the story gets interesting because is like i said bianca belair has not faced an opponent mm-hmm. quite like asuka yet so is it now is bianca belair ready for asuka is the question again assuming she wins so there's a little bit of you know it's not the chamber matches itself but it's more kind of like the winner, the winners of those, you know, for the United States Championship, it's really just a matter of which match between Seth and Logan and John Cena and uh Austin Theory do you want to involve the US title in? Whereas, you know, the raw women's championship, the chamber, you know, it's just kind of there for me. But I'm more invested yeah. in who is going to face Bianca Belair at WrestleMania more than the Chamber match itself. Which is kind of sad though at the same time because Chamber used to be one that I would really look really look forward to the match itself
0: yeah and i think the chamber has always at least in the last few years been a match where a lot of guys kind of like catapult themselves up into you know if not into matches at wrestlemania then to like higher spots on the card so i think i i I think
1: that might be the spot for montez this year then though that i i like i said i I could be completely wrong, but I think this is going to be a real, a real good time to show, have a good run for Montez to set him up, you know, to push him even more. You know, they're still involved in the tag titles, but to show that he has capabilities outside of the tag division, I could be wrong. but
0: No, I I definitely think you're right. And I think this show is just, it's a positive sign for WWE. If you know if they deliver, I should say. Yes. On paper. On paper, yeah, on this looks really good. Yes. Yes. So not just so being completely wrong. But and then knows. we'll go back and watch this and be like, oh, we were so optimistic. We're
1: so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we have to at least, I think, about one thing though. We'll see though.
0: I mean, I hope we're right about everything because what we just talked about, like now I'm even more excited for Elimination Chamber. Yeah. I think there's a lot of really interesting ideas but we're coming up on an hour 15 minutes i don't want to take up too much of everybody's time so what are so what are your closing thoughts and then your plugs where can the people find you what are you doing on mm-hmm. online in your life All um
1: closing thoughts man i'm really excited i think we'll have more of an idea you know bobby and brock is definitely getting locked in tonight we'll get more of an idea of this whole damage control situation if trish stratus actually shows up tonight so ask me in about 24 hours on twitter if you want it is all dependent you know obviously if trish shows up tonight but as a whole like i said there's a lot there's there's good this is like a a worthy investment of a pay-per-view to watch not only story-wise like the bloodline in Sami Zayn, but also it's setting it's actually setting up for wrestlemania it's not a filler you know whoever wins that raw women's championship uh number one contender match is going to be facing bianca belair you know this united states championship you know It could have some implications in WrestleMania, you know, whether Austin Theory retains and then goes to face John Cena or Seth Rollins wins and then Logan Paul is getting another championship matchup. You know, there's some actually investment in this pay-per-view. It does not feel like a filler at all so i'm really looking forward to it um i feel like they're gonna i'm hoping we get edge and dom i hope it sets up for that i'm really hopeful for that (laughs) because i can't see edge doing anything else right now honestly um but like i said it's gonna be a launching pad for to go on to wrestlemania and continue some stories or plotting or uh, thicken some plots too um but the easiest way you can find me is where i'm most active which is on twitter i'm like terrible with all the other ones to be honest so the easiest way is on twitter where it says right here at it's laj if you go to link in my bio all my links to all my projects and podcasts and writing is all in one convenient
0: place for you i highly recommend you everyone <laughs> if you if you aren't already which i presume all of you are go check out everything Ella does, because you're fantastic. but I'm so
1: glad we got to finally do this.
0: I know. We, we've we been talking. Yeah. About that. I think we said this earlier. We've been talking for like yeah. a long time about finally doing a show together. And it's like the stars aligned. And it just so happened that you, on your busy schedule, were free at the exact time that I needed you. So it worked Mon- out. Mon- Mondays are the best weekdays for me, at least midday-wise anyway. <laughs> and I am so grateful for that. But my closing thoughts, uh, Elimination Chamber looks really strong and AEW Revolution does not. And that is like (laughs) a weird thing to say. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. We need to take bets though. How long do we think
1: Revolution is going to be versus Chamber? I think Chamber is going to clock in. So we think it, not including the pre-shows. Yeah. Not including the pre-shows. Chamber starts at eight o'clock Eastern. I think it probably is going to be about I think it would be closer to f- right now. There's there's only gonna be like five matches, right? So I think it would actually be about three and a half. If it if there was a sixth match, if if that tag match, six man, six woman is added, then maybe four hours. But if it's just the five, I would say three and a half for a chamber.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I was gonna say three, but the more I think about it, the more I think that. The Roman Sammy one will go long, and I think the men's, the men's elimination chamber. chamber, they'll really yeah. want that to go long, a lot longer I, yeah, than Yeah, I think the that's
1: going to go probably about 40, 45. I think yeah. the women's is probably only going to be about a half hour, 35 yeah. minutes long, maybe. I, I
0: could see it going four. Um, maybe. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be longer than four. I no. think between three and four, I think, is yeah. the safest yeah. bet. Versus AEW,
1: um, between 6 and 8. It just depends how wild. many matches there are on this card. Between 6 and 8 hours.
0: It's going to be... And with <laughs> AEW, it, it's like they always put the guys on the card who are going to have long matches. And then they're <laughs> like, you know what else we need? A guaranteed 60-minute one. Because we're going to carve out a whole hour yeah. for this Iron Man match. Yeah. Which... I mean, AW has done the Iron Man thing in the past, but it's been thirty minutes. This is double. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Brian Danielson, though, so like, it's got to be sixty. He, he gets the special treatment. I guess. I mean, I'm excited for it, regardless, because <laughs> yeah. I think Danielson in an Iron Man match is going to be a lot of fun, yeah. and I think he's he's been super, You're super just going to be so it. tired if it's the main event. I know. I'm gonna. I don't like- know about you,
1: but like I said, I have. I start work early, early on Mondays. I I can't stay up till 3 a.m. I'll catch you the next yeah. day.
0: <laughs> I it's it's gonna definitely be six. Like it has to be 11. at least
1: I think it's gonna be six to eight. Because if be you honest.
0: if you think about it, it normally they normally go like five. And if you add an hour, it's six. Okay. So fair, but I don't know. I they're don't on know. the
1: they're on the the west coast though so time is like they're three hours behind the crowd
0: won't be tired no i mean i still think
1: i still think he's gonna try to end around midnight like the east coast shows would to be honest
0: i think so (laughs) that would put it in around
1: seven though
0: oh man this is gonna be an absolute marathon
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be like how mania was before they split it into two days
0: oh like the 12 hour wrestlemania's (laughs)
1: More like eight. I like, like. I said we're not including the pre-show. If we're not including yeah. the pre-show, then I think it's gonna be six. Six to. Six. Oh man,
0: I don't even know what <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I don't even know. And the
1: thing is, we barely have any matches announced for it yet. We're just guessing at this point. And
0: it's, it's just because we we know Tony Khan, and we, we know that he's gonna do everything possible to get every <laughs> single wrestler on that card. <laughs> yeah, absolutely everyone. Um. But, okay, my plugs. I have, I have the big plug to do. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post everything I'm doing there. This is Tag Talk. We're live every Monday at 3 on Fightful Overbooked. Um, my normal co-host, Haley, she's out for a little bit. She's doing like a mental health break. So I have a different guest every week. So this week we had the wonderful Ella J, which I think this was a fantastic show. Thank you so much for coming. It really does mean the world. But Fightful Overbooked, this is like the ESPN2 or the ESPN Plus of Fightful. So there's lots of shows on here that are about wrestling. We have some interviews, some um, podcasts kind of like this one. Lots of different things. We have things that aren't about wrestling. Like there's, I don't know a whole lot about basketball. There's a basketball show. There's a Degrassi show. There's like all sorts of interesting stuff on Fightful Overbooked. A lot of really great people. So go check out all of that stuff as well. Make sure you subscribe to Fightful Overbooked because the channel is growing really, really fast, and that's really, really awesome. And you want to be a part of it <laughs> and contribute
1: um, to the um, WWE oh, uh, yes. fund, so Sub- all of our Overbooked super chats can buy yeah WWE instead of buy WWE. Um, Con- instead of Comcast, which yeah. is what Tony cool. Khan is going to become when he buys Comcast.
0: Yeah, we're going to outbid Tony Khan yes, uh yes, through yes. crowdsourcing through super chats. Yes. And your super chat like you buy a share in WWE. So it's like an oh, investment. You know, it's okay. smart. It's smart. That's just it's just you know what us owning WWE would be best case scenario, it I would. think. it would? Um <laughs> if you're watching this after we go live, I still want to know what you have to say. So make sure you comment below your thoughts on on the ass boys, on Roman Reigns, on anything we talked about, or maybe things we didn't talk about, make sure you comment that below and like this video. And then go and watch everything else that's on Fightful Overbooked. I think I hit all the plugs. You did. So, someone will comment and be like, well, you need to talk about this. But that's fine. Um, like I said, Monday at 3, this is a normal time. Last week, we were Wednesday, just because there's extenuating circumstances. But Monday at 3. Next week, I'll have another special guest, which I'm super excited about. And I think that's everything. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye.
1: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's
0: calendar.
2: How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.